What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. It's been a minute, but we are back to close out the season. Season one is going to come to a close at the end of this episode. Kind of sad, but I'm your host alongside my co-host, Mark McKenzie Heath Pierce. Mark, what's going on, man? Bro, long time no talk, man. You know, it's been it's been a minute. You know, again, I got a little tear running down my face. You know, season I know. one coming to a close, man. It's been it's been fun, but you know, it's been uh, interesting the last few weeks, to say the least, man. You know, we've got a uh, new manager. You know, we won a match finally after after some time. Oh wait, I didn't I didn't read any of this. Like I didn't I didn't. You got a new new manager. Yeah, bro. I found out. I think it was. Uh, hey, hey. Between us, <laughs> between us, good. You know what I mean. <laughs> you don't have to say anything, but I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it because then my guy gets a new chance, a new look. But I mean, I, unless unless you feel differently, uh, is it is the new coach? Is it somebody you knew? Is it from the staff? No, is it interim? No, they brought. They just swapped. Ooh, man, yeah. that was a that's that's a coup when somebody gets goes out and someone comes in. It's uh, it's one of those things, you know, you don't like to see anybody lose their job, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you're not in that coach's favorable lineup or if you're not in that coach's preference, sometimes getting a new set of eyes, you know, a new set of ideas, perspectives, style of play is, is good, you know, because now you have the, you know, you're you're learning a new system, you know, but at the same time, you have a new opportunity, you know, a fresh slate to start on. So, yeah, you know, he's... uh. Yeah, he's coming, trying to change stuff, you know, and, and really imprint himself on the team, mm-hmm. which has been an adjustment, to say the least. But, you know, at the same time, I think the the group could, you know, it needed it, you know, it needed some of that structure and discipline that he really wanted to, to, to put into the group. So, you yeah. know, we got to win, you know. Uh, and, and now, you know, I played, personally, I played, you know, the last five matches or so, so... Yeah, it's been it's been a good run, you know, for myself as an individual. But uh, it's good to see the team kind of getting back to to those those old. Uh, I don't want to say old habits, but to those you know, that winning mentality, you know, or that mm-hmm. hunger, that drive to to get back to winning. And not saying that the team didn't want to win before, but we were missing some 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 pieces. You know, there was some wiring that was a little bit off within the group. So uh, yeah, this coach is trying to trying to kickstart things, you know, and and put us in a position, you know, have a fighting chance in this the second half of the year. I gotta say, man, Matt and I, our producer Matt and Chris, our our editor, are gonna have to have a chat away from this, wondering why we're only hearing about this now. You know, this new manager was it something we did? Was it something we said that we're finding out about this live on the air, just like all the other. <laughs> Uh, our fans and, and people that that uh, listen to this or watch this show, uh, but that's okay. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. And we'll get through it. But but are, like, are you enjoying it? Is the style of play changed? Like, uh, you know, how much of it is like they call it the new manager uh, bounce is what they call it in the Premier League. The new manager bounce. How much of that is the bounce versus a new energy, like an actual energy versus a style of play or something that fits the group? Or are you guys still trying to figure all that out? No, I think. Uh we're we're still learning each other ultimately you know that's what comes along with the new uh with with the new coach right so he's still learning how individuals operate you know he studied it before he got here probably but you know you don't know until you're in the team and you're around the guys and you're on the pitch with the players and learning tendencies and behaviors uh on both sides so yeah i think he he has an idea of how we want to play um but he's not trying to change you know the the basics, you know, football. He's really just trying mm-hmm. to go back to the basics, you know, just doing the simple things well, you know, like like we always preach. 
you know, making sure passes are clean, you know, you're playing to the right foot. You know, these things that you overlook yeah. in the game, right? Because you get caught up in the flair and, and the, 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 the solo runs and the, the tiki-taka, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's about winning, right? It's about executing and getting three points. So, you know, he's, 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 he's trying to implement that, that balance, you know, of the two. Um, first match, we played a 4-3-3. You know, the second match, uh, played a 3-5-2. You know, now we went back to a 4-3-3, you know, the last two matches. So it kind of shows that his willingness to, to be diverse in, in, in our systems of play. So, yeah, look, we got a result, you know, a couple results now, you know, in our favor. Uh, of course, we won three points on Sunday against Antwerp. But same time, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a good building building point. So we got one more game against Ostenda away and then holiday break, kind of reset a little bit. And then we go to training camp and, yeah, then he yeah, really, really wears us down, you know, and get, gets us ready for uh, for, the, for the second half of the year. So, yeah, I think it's it's important, you know, going to this new new year with uh, with a fresh set of uh, fresh set of eyes, you know, and uh, a new hunger because we need it. I like that. Well, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, this is our last episode of this season. Doesn't mean we're going anywhere. We're just going to take that little holiday break like everybody else does. Stack up some episodes to make sure that we can roll them out consistently going into season two. And we're going to close out this episode with uh, the person who opened up this show for us. You know, back when you and I were nobodies, you know, no one was listening to it. You know, Matt was out there screaming at the mountaintops just to get us to, you know, 25 listeners. And now here we are at the end of our first season, just absolutely thriving because of Matt and the guests that we have. But it's going to be Chris Richards. Uh, Who's your boy? You know, I always see you guys interacting with each other on social media, which is weird because I was the one that had to reach out and book him for the show. But I get it. You know, you got to keep the level. You can't be, you can't be chasing. Listen, friends, man, you so got to do some work every now and again. All right. I can't get all these new gen guys. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to reach out the, to Joe, them. Build that, build that new relationship. Gen guys are all, <laughs> listen, my, my guys are like, I, I got to just get them when they don't have work. You know, like when they got jobs, they got life, they got kids. You, your guys got nothing going on after 2 p.m. But they're the hardest to deal with, man. Like they're all like, yeah, today, tomorrow. And then you go like, yo, jump on. They're like, I'm on. And like, oh, I don't have a computer. Oh, I don't have a laptop. Or can I do it from can I do it from my AirPods? But I don't have anything to connect them to, you know? And you're just like, man, that's not how this any of this works. So, you know, I give I give up on your generation's difficult, man. I gotta say. And listen, you know why? You know why? Because new generation is so dependent on technology nowadays that we we don't use things like calendars, you know. My 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 mom and my girl got me on to like physically writing stuff down, you know, put a sticky note next to your bedside or put it on your door, put it next to your keys, put it somewhere where you'll see it. Because if you write it, you'll have a better uh, you know, opportunity of remembering it. But if you say, ah yeah, you know, I'll just just send me a text, you know, whenever ah yeah, I'll put it in my reminders. You end up putting a daggone reminder for like 2026, you know? So so that's, I think, the the difficulty. That's the the gap between the generations, you know. Uh, so, you know, hopefully one day, you know, I'll be able to to pull the trend back to to physically writing stuff down, and and that'll make your life easier, you know, the old school guys. That's fair. But hey, before we before we make this entire episode to close out the season about us, which by the way, it maybe should be, this is our conversation with Chris Richards. So let's welcome in our guy, Hoffenheim striker. Just kidding, he's a center back, but he's kind of like a striker now scoring goals. Chris Richards, for the second time, our first returning guest, our first guest. He's going to close out season one for us, Mark. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, getting ready to go home for, for the break. How are y'all doing? 
Doing all right. Mark, what's going on with you, man? How you doing? Bro, I'm tired. I'm not going to lie, man. This new coach got us running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you guys got a new you, you you got a new coach and you didn't even check in. We didn't even have a check in episode since you got a new coach. Bro, bro, let me tell you something, bro. That man got us running, running. That German program is serious. Mm. <sighs> so I'll yeah. tell you though, when Mark plays, when Mark plays, Gink win, man. That's that's all I know. So that new coach, that new coach knows what's up. But Chris, where are you at right now? I'm in Munich right now. How are how are things how are things in Germany with COVID at the moment? Have things gotten a little crazy again? I know like Germany Germany's had a few different waves, but what's it been like for you? Training have, have the protocols and all that stuff changed for you? Yeah, so I mean, training's been the same, but uh, started like I think last week they started back with uh, different the different like uh, regions of Germany switching it to how many fans they allow in the stadium, and then. Uh, well, yeah, Hoffenheim, we don't have any fans in the stadium. So they, uh, our region's kind of bad right now. And then I think it said, I think a decision comes out tomorrow, depending on uh, if they're going to have a lockdown starting the, starting the 1st of January. So it's, uh, it's getting kind of crazy Dang. again. Hey, when, when you scored your first goal, was the stadium empty? Well, they had like a little section of five or ten. <laughs> oh, bro, that sucks, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, it is what it is, you know. Oh, that's great. Have, uh, have, there, have there been any outbreaks in, in the teams in Germany or anything? Or has it been pretty pretty contained? I think it's been pretty cool right now. Um, I feel like Germany probably does it best out of most of the European countries with, you know, uh, COVID regulations and stuff. But uh, I mean, I haven't really heard of anything. So if there are some, they're keeping on the deal. That's fair. So we got a, we got a, we got a lot to catch up on, man. So obviously you were our first guest. Since then, Mark and I have gone on to become pretty big stars in the podcast space, but we stay humble and we want to make sure we don't forget anybody. So we brought you on to close out season one. Obviously a lot has changed for you. Uh, a lot has changed for Mark. Uh, not much has changed for me. My life's pretty much the same all the time, you know, except, <laughs> big except, dad now, vibes. except, except, yeah, except now I'm in the Middle East with crazy jet lag because I had too many kids that don't let me sleep at night. Uh, but outside of that, like, how's everything going at, uh, with you at Hoffenheim these days? Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, it's pretty much the same team as last year. So I mean, it's like coming back to the exact same group of guys, uh, with the exception of one or two. Um, that's been good. I've been healthy for the most part. So that's been good. And, uh, you know, just kind of the day to days, like I said, the exact same as last year. So I came in knowing what was going to happen and it's been good. Yeah. Mark, let me ask you this. You've gone through the ebb and flow your first season in Europe, playing at times, not playing at times. Has your mind not? I, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but how much has your mind been like? Is this is this the right situation for me? Is this the, is it a coach thing? Is it a whatever? Because I want to sw- switch that over to you, Chris, as, as the next question of like you know going on loan. You know how hard is that? Is is your mind made up? Obviously, you, you come up with a dream, right? When you go to a club, your mind is like, oh, I got to play with the first team. I got to do whatever. Does that dream shift? as reality sets in to perhaps this isn't the circumstances or you might not get to look like that. Mark, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think the the hardest part was when I first got here in January, it was it was cool because I had played probably, I think there was one match when I first got there. I was still in the quarantine, so I missed it. And then I probably played maybe five matches straight, six matches straight. Um and then the team went through a slump, and then eventually we found our form end of March, and then I wasn't playing probably for like three months, probably like three matches in three months, and then finally kicked on in May and started playing regularly. And then, again, this year, thinking you know, you come off a solid, you know, build that relationship with the group, and then coming to this year, play in the beginning, and then 
I end up not playing much, you know, throughout the this first half of the season. In my head, you always want the the process to go like to go up in that upper trajectory, but you also have to understand like there's those little little divots, you know, in that in that upward upper graph. So I think it's it's difficult when you're in that slump or when you're in that when you're not being picked and when you're not playing regularly. And and Chris understands, you know, when you're a center back, you're not playing. You know, you're not playing if you're not starting pretty much. It's like and that's the, the, the unfortunate reality of being a, a central defender. But you know, when you're in, it's it's cool because you you know you're gonna play to ninety, you know, but when you're not and not getting those runs and then add that in with the national team and how that affects your chances with that and um yeah, and finally we're now at this last part of the year where I've played now five matches, you know, in the last month or so. You know, it's been cool and all, but in your head you go through all the different scenarios of oh man, did I make the right choice? You know, do I need to go on loan? Do I need to stay and grind it out? Do I need to fight for my spot? Am I taking you know easy way out or you know, would another club suit me? All these things kind of run through your head. You know, because you ultimately want to be on the pitch playing because that's where you're going to make your money. That's where you're going to be able to showcase yourself. So it's been interesting this first this first half of the season. So. Yeah, I mean, pretty much what Mark said, as a center back, if you're not starting, you're probably not going to come into the game. And, uh, you know, I've been through, a, I think, the last two months, I've started three games, including uh, the national team game against Jamaica. And, you know, it was one of those things where uh, after – after the game against Costa Rica, I came back and we had a game the, the next day and I landed on, I landed on Thursday at like around noonish German time. And then our first game for Hoffenheim was Friday at 830 at night. And so the coach was like, you can't play. Like you just played 90 less than 24 hours ago. And so, uh, you know, I came and then we won the game. Uh, I, I came in around the 20th minute because somebody got injured and then after that, I played two more games and then you could just tell that my body was tired. And then, you know, I stopped playing and then we didn't lose since then. And so it's like, you know, especially as, as a back line, they're probably not doing much flipping it around and stuff. And so, you know, as a defender, uh, it's kind of hard because, like you said, if you do even come to the game, um, you're probably going to be in there for 10 minutes trying to win headers or clear the ball. And, you know, you don't you can't really get into a rhythm of stuff like that. And so me being a lone player, you know, you're like, you, you come here to play games and sometimes you think like, oh, you know, no, maybe they don't, maybe they don't want me anymore. Maybe they don't see it anymore. Uh, you know, I came here, the whole reason to come here was to play and now I'm not playing. So like, what am I doing? And so it was kind of just a, a mental struggle for a little bit because, um, you know, you know, a lot of us come over to Europe because we want to be able to show that, you know, we can make it here in, in Europe, but also we want to show our national team coach that, you know, we want to be able to, to compete at the highest level. And, you know, if you're not playing every week, then you're probably not going to uh, be able to come to national team games and stuff like that as well. So it's kind of, kind of hard balancing. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard just thinking in your mind, like, you know, uh, did I come here for the right reasons? Did I, you know, is it really worth it to come here so far away from my family? And, or even like me just coming, uh, just coming to a different club on loan where I could stay in Munich and train every day and, um, to kind of just be in, like, not necessarily playing, but kind of be in a comfortable environment because I've known these guys for a few years. Hey, Mark wasn't playing. He got called in. Mark, you know a guy. You know a guy, right? <laughs> you know a guy. Listen, man. Look. You know a guy. Hey, Mark can get you. Mark can take care of you, man. He knows a guy for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I had, to, I, had to fight, I had to fight. I had to fight for that guy. I had to fight for Mark on uh, on a lot of shows on on CBS shows, being like, "Why? Why? He's not playing for the team, you know? Why did Why did he get called in? I gotta be like, "Hey, man, listen, you know, there's there's different reasons you got to bring people in and and whatever. So, you know, Chris, if you're ever in a bind, Mark Mark Mark's got Mark knows a guy, you know? Yeah, I'll make sure to hit Mark up. Listen, man, that guy, he may not be able to pull the strings if I'm not playing too much more. So let me just say, you know, that he, yeah, <laughs> I got I got to get a few more games under my belt to keep that guy relevant, you know? That's fair. That's fair. So, hey, what which, which do you guys think is harder, playing in a back three or a back four for a center back? Like in terms of getting time or getting minutes or even, even, even like the style of play? Um, I'd say for me, I, I kind of like playing in the back three, to be fair, because uh, I think it gives us a chance to be a bit more aggressive, like defensively and offensively. But also, I feel like there's more room to like, uh, there's more room for interpretation. So, you know, if you're playing in the back four, you know, as the two center backs, you're in the middle, defend those two guys, or you're defending one striker. But then when you're in the back three, it's like, you know, the the left wing back pushes up and you have to shift all the way over and hope that the center center back shifting over. And so it's... uh. It's kind of leaves, like I said, room for interpretation. But for me personally, I like playing in the back three more. I think once you know the system, you understand the rotations and sliding and the shifting and whatnot and, and when to release. If you have guys who, who fit the roles, I think it makes life easy, you know. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a bit of a, a toss-up for me because, yeah, in the back three, I, I'm not in a situation where we have guys kind of comfortable with the back three. We haven't played it enough. You know, we played it a few times, but – yeah, the back four. I, I think a back three. That's my opinion. Again, I enjoy being able to, to open up, and now you have a, a winger, you know, who has to decide if he's going to press you or if he's going to stay with the wing back, and, and that creates space for you now to be able to play. And, you know, it also allows you to, again, like Chris said, be more aggressive, you know, and, and step into the midfield and um, put these put these wingers and, and attackers in your pocket, you know, so. Can I, can I just have a side note real quick that, just so you know, Chris, Mark never – shoots this podcast with his sneakers in the background but he's flexing on you right now hey hey i, I never i never see those hey. i never see those but he has those things lined up on the wall and i see you i see you guys tagging each other on social media uh so who's got a nicer sneaker game honestly i might look i'm gonna keep it real i'm gonna keep it real i think chris might have the better sneaker game i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie mine is pretty nice all right i got some i got some heat but i think i came onto the scene a little late, you know. I was always rocking the same. I was Air Force Ones, you know, rocking some some two seventies, you, you know. Y'all call those like, uptowns, comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uptowns, you know, where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'd say probably like Mark, you got some heat, but I'd say probably me because I kind of grew up in this basketball environment. So like, I've been yeah. I've been on the like on the kicks for a while, and then like I kind of. I don't necessarily have the most hype stuff, but I have stuff that I remember as a kid. I was like, oh, I got to go back and get those whenever I have the chance. So I got some stuff. I'm like, all right. Like, to me, it's heat. Some people might not think it's that great, but if you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, let me tell you something, though. I have never been able, I've probably three times so far on the Nike, on the Nike athlete page, been able to cop, like, as soon as they drop, probably like three times over the last, I've been with Nike for five years now. Bro, it is, shut up, Chris. It is so difficult 
it's like, oh, must be tough. It is so difficult to cop, bro. And now with inventory being like reduced, or they're saying production isn't as high as it used to be, bro. I don't know where the shoes are going. I'm telling you, people on Nike Elite have bots. You get on there, they have to. It says, it says release at four o'clock. Then they're at 359. It says sold out. He said, hold on now. (laughs) Somebody's lying. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no way, boy. Ain't no way, boy. That's true, though. I mean, it's crazy that uh, it's just it's it's crazy how that inventory stuff works. You know, I, I, I and we won't go too deep into it because I know we, we're going to lose you soon. And so we got to talk about the national team for a little bit. But w- when I first started, I was with Puma and they didn't have any inventory. So what you used to order and then they would be like, oh, we don't have it, but we'll send you something like it. And I'm nah. like, but I don't want something like it. I want the thing that I ordered. And then and then back then, it was like a sport cut, casual cut, whatever. So I'd be like, okay, medium and a sport cut. And they'd send me something completely <laughs> different in a casual cut. I'm like, bro, this thing's a dress on me. What do you want me to do? So everybody complained because Puma was just starting to get into North America. So they started giving us to all, everything in a gift card. And so your whole allotment came and they sent it to you in like a rubber band of all of them in $500 gift cards. <laughs> and so you just have these stacked. So like at the end of every year, I just take all my friends to San Francisco and we just clean these places out. And, and you could actually try it all in person and take it out of the shops, which was actually kind of nice for a while because a lot of these things, you can't get yeah. any. Like it's hard to get stuff that you want on the websites because like, sorry guys, but you are two of 10,000 Nike athletes. Uh, and, and like, you gotta be quick, you gotta be fast and you gotta like pull the trigger when you go on the site to get something because other people are trying to pull the trigger too. Hey, listen, man, it's a business. It's a business. And if you, if you don't understand the business, then you're going to get like Nike not tripping on us. Nike beat athletes. They're not tripping about that. (laughs) They're about that brand. Oh, Oh, what's going to end up happening though is you guys are going to make football so big that the guys coming up under you are going to get all these six sneakers and you know, you're going to be just like me, bitter, old. Being like, oh man, like how 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 is that? How's that happen? Like how, he hasn't done nothing yet. How's he getting that stuff? How's he have that hookup? How, how did he get those shoes? But it, you'll get there. You'll pave the way. You'll pave. I'm the trying way. to train my brother as hard as possible so that you know he gets to a certain age, he gets a Nike contract. Hey, Christy, you know, I'm, I'm gonna need that. Yeah, start of young. Start of young. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, is is your brother a baller? Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yo, he's that right. clip you just posted on your Instagram? That boy Crazy. That boy Crazy. Yeah, how, how, old is he? how old is he? Nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah, left-footed, left-footed youth. I mean, oh, he's, that's, he's, already, he's good. that's already... Oh, he's man. good. I'm telling you. I like that. Let's talk about the national team, though, because I, 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 know, I know you got to run soon. So, obviously, huge year for the national team. Two trophies. Second in World Cup qualifying heading into 2022. You guys were both huge parts of it. What were your favorite moments for, for each of you uh, from 2021? Uh, let's see. Bro, are you going Nations League final or are you going, you going Honduras? I, that's, it's, it's two different situations here. Nations League final was like one of like a roller coaster. Well, honestly, both of like roller coasters in a way. That's crazy because I asked you for yeah, your favorite. I know, I know, uh, I know. So you got to, you, you know, what's crazy is I'm asking yeah, you for yeah, one. Yeah, 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 we get it, we get it. And I'm giving you two options. <laughs> All right, I think. But I want you to pick, I want you to pick one. I think the, Chris, you should answer this one first while I figure out my answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he thinks. Puts the guests on the spot. Chris, what's yours? What's yours? You got to Yeah, answer. I think mine's a bit easier. Uh, it was probably my like starting 11 debut against Costa Rica. Um Kind of like Mark Sales, a roller coaster. I mean, we got scored on the first minute, and then we're like, oh, yeah, right. I, was so watching, one of those days. I was watching. 
I I, yeah. I, I, I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, so it was one of those. Man. I've been there before. It's not very fun. It hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, it's like with coffee cap, it's one of those things where stuff like this happens, and it's just like you know, you kind of just have to kind of have to expect the unexpected and just go with it. And so, um, I mean, even though we got scored on the first minute, I think we kind of knew that in the back of our heads that we weren't going to lose that game. And so, uh, me being able to make my my starting eleven debut, and then having my family in the stadium, and you now my my. Uh, my mom's side of the family is also from Ohio, so I had you no know, maybe 20, 25 people there for me watching the game. So it was a, it was a great feeling for sure. That's sick. Congrats on that, man. That's a huge that's a huge accomplishment and a and a good feeling to be able to do that. Uh, what about you, Mark? Yeah, I'm going to stay on the theme. I'm going to go with the Honduras game because that was my 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 start, my first start, you know. And uh, yeah, similar. We we got scored on uh in i remember yes, that too yes, i remember that yeah, too yeah oh yeah. man <laughs> i will say that there the, the whole i was watching that uh that was like we were moments away from maybe losing greg berhalter forever people were talking about like the the greg the, the greg outs the berhalter outs were going nuts at halftime of in that my game. head i walked back to the locker room i was like man we are getting killed right now on media oh wow man this is like hey bro this ain't happening but then I was like, all right, come on, we can do this. Um, but yeah, coming back in that game, you know, uh all, first and foremost, making my first, you know, first appearance in World Cup qualifying, I think that was that was incredible. But also now, uh, yeah, you step into that environment and you're able to to get points, you know, uh in, in a convincing win. I think that was uh that was huge, huge moment for for the team and for myself. So yeah. One of the things that's hard for like I guess U.S. soccer fans, then I realized how hard it is to go on the road in CONCACAF and play in you know, Honduras, Panama, Jamaica, games like that. And like, oh, we should be blowing out these teams. But also, like, you got to understand we're not playing on great fields, no, pretty hostile environments. Even though I wasn't in Honduras, I was in Panama. And that Whoa. was that, that game. <laughs> y'all saw people running on the field. Y'all saw, I, y'all saw people throwing water bottles. Like, it was crazy. And so uh, it was wild. Yeah. So, like you said, I mean, I was, I remember reading the tweets at halftime of the Honduras game, and I was like, it is still CONCACAF. You have to understand, it's a road game in CONCACAF. So they, you, like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Bro, when they scored, the energy in that stadium was through the roof because they said it wasn't going to be a sellout, and it was sold out. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Usually how it goes. You know? <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Mark, we've we've talked about this with everybody as, as we've gone along. Going back to like the summer of Gold Cup, Nations League, on to like qualifiers, qualifiers at home versus experiencing an away game. Each one of those is like a crazy step in experiencing it because none none of those are the same, not even close. You know, how you play at home versus away, Nations League against Mexico versus what it'll be like playing in Mexico, what it was like in Mexico qualifier versus Mexico at Azteca. Like all of those ones are like in isolation, completely different. What's it been like for, for I'll start with you, Chris, uh, of just like being around the national team and just, each step realized, okay, national team game, okay, first start in a qualifier, like each one of those, it was each one of them completely different for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, starting against Costa Rica was, well, so I was on the bench for the Jamaica game before that and also the Panama game before that. And I mean, I'll tell you that Panama game, I mean, it was the first 10 minutes of the game and the stadium was like maybe, maybe maximum half capacity. And then it's like as soon as they scored the goal, it's like the whole stadium became full at some point. And so we're like, well, this is it's getting wild. And then and it's a completely different feeling because then I played against Costa Rica at home and it was a great environment. But it's like 
when you go to South America, you know, or Central America, you know, it kind of feels like a life or death game to them because, you know, we're supposed to be the Giants in CONCACAF and then also everybody just wants to beat, everybody wants to beat the U.S., you know, and they, they live, they live uh, soccer down there. So it's a completely different environment. And uh, like you said, I can't imagine the uh, Azteca uh, against Mexico. I mean, that's going to be something <laughs> that I don't think you can really compare that to anything. So. I'm looking forward to it, but also, like you said, I know it's going to be a completely different environment than what we've already uh, had. Yeah, I think each one is, yeah, new experience, like Chris was saying, you know, because you can't compare because every situation, you know, is going to be different to some extent, whether it be the pitch, whether it be the ball, whether it be the ref, whether it be the supporters, whether it be uh, the temperature, whether it be, you know, all these things. And people say, oh, it's excuses. Oh, it's excuses. But these conditions play a real role in, in the match sometimes, you know. And I think that's sometimes hard to grasp unless you're actually in it, you know? And I think going through it is different than watching it, you know, on TV and saying, oh, well, why can't they, you know, play the way they want to play? Because, you know, on that pitch, the ball don't roll the same way it rolls. You know, you can't play a one-touch pass the way we would at home, you know, playing in Austin or playing in Columbus or Cincy, you know, on a pitch that's wet, you know, just before we come out. So that way we can play this, you know, style of football that we want to play. Nah, bro. That pitch is dry. It is sandy. It's crabgrass they got from the backyard at this wreck park. So it's it's just different, you know. Um, But I think that's also the fun of, you know, being a part of World Cup qualifying, being blessed enough to be part of the national team and have these experiences. You know, we talk about with some of the older guests and their experiences going through CONCACAF and how there's similarities between our stories now and and, and when you guys were playing. So I think it's, yeah, it's fun to, to be able to go through it, you know, and, and, and God's willing at the end of, you know, this whole process, we can look back and we're already qualified for the World Cup and say, yeah, you know, it's, it was a great, great time when we were in blah, 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 you know, so looking forward to that you know i kind of think that we know if whoever qualifies whoever qualifies at a concacaf i think will be better for going through this like concacaf process because i mean when it gets down to world cup time you're not playing and uh, you're not playing in the middle of nowhere like you're playing on in stadiums and on fields that are probably going to be pretty pretty good condition and so ha- us having gone through these games i think over really, i think those are character builders, you know. Uh, I think they'll really have us ready for what's to come when the World Cup comes around. Oh yeah, I'm out here. I'm out here in Dubai, bro. They had the Arab Cup. Those pitches were oh beautiful. Those are gonna be beautiful at the World Clean Cup. Clean cut grass, you know. And I want to tell all my European listeners out there. All right, y'all come to Concacaf since you think it's so easy and try and play. All right. All right, because I got a lot of you cats out here telling me, oh, why is it so difficult? You know, how could you do this? You know, why, you, why didn't, you're the best team. You have this guy. You have Chris Richards playing in Germany. You have Sergio Des and Christian Pulisic. You know, I'm like, listen, y'all bring your team. Come out here. <laughs> to send- <laughs> Get 11 guys. Get 11 guys. <laughs> I can get you a direct flight. Get eleven guys. Call Sam. Get a get a PJ going to the- get y'all right direct direct onto the plane strip, and I want y'all to take that bus and drive through the city. And you tell me, all right, that you're gonna be able to play the way you want to play. All right, I'm just leaving that there. All right. So if any of y'all want to smoke, just call up Panama, Honduras, El Salvador, whoever you want to call. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, leave it at that. Last question for you. Actually, we got two questions because we got to get your update on on, on your music. But w- for both of you, what what's your goals for twenty twenty two with the national team? Is, is it is it to qualify first? Is it is it a World Cup? Is that it, is it in your mindset? I mean, where are you guys at with with your thinking right now? 
I mean, I'm definitely saying qualifying. Uh, and then, you know, I think having been a part of this qualifying process, I mean, of course, the next step would be to be up in the World Cup team and, you know, go as far as possible. I mean, people kind of are like, oh, you know, we have 2026 at home, but we have a World Cup this upcoming year. That's what we, like, that's the next thing. And so, of course, you know, we, I think, whatever we go into, we want to win. And so um, I think people think it's crazy that we said we want to win a World Cup this year, but you know, nobody goes into something saying, oh, you know, we might lose in the semifinal. We might lose, you know, in the quarterfinal group stage. No, we want to win the thing. So um, I think that's my goal. And uh, I think, yeah, and I wouldn't say it's unrealistic, but that's just, that's just how I think. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, again, it's, I think that's everybody in the, the group is a competitor at heart, you know, so we ultimately do want to qualify, so we get the qualification, and then we have our, our sights set on on the World Cup, you know, and, and go into that tournament, not to just participate. You know, we're not getting participation medals for this. You know, you don't go through a whole qualification journey just to participate, you know what I'm saying? You want to go to win, you know? So on a weekly basis, you know, we got guys playing against the best of the best. All right, let's see what our best of the best can do against their best of the best, you know? And I think that's the way we look at it. We're not going to step down or, or or fear anybody, you know, because cause we got, you know, we got that too. So, yeah, first qualify and then and then go to that World Cup and show them what we could do. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I like that. All right, Mark, let's 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 send uh, Chris off into the sunset with uh, an update on. Uh, we don't need all of his rapid fires again, but we got to at least get a, uh, a music update because, you know, do you remember what you gave us last time as, as the song you're listening to? Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> no, what? Hold on, what was it? Hit the rolly start with the rolly on. That T Grizzly. Man. Uh, oh, that must have been a moment in time. That must have been a real moment in time at that point. That'll <laughs> get you hype. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You put you putting pineapple on pizza? Wait, wait, wait. You putting pineapple on pizza? Well, now you know we do this around here. Come, Come on, on now. now. You know, Jazz, yeah, hey, you know. Hey, Jazz gonna be yeah. mad, though. Jazz yeah. gonna be mad. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, there's a new song by Burner Boy and Wizkid. It's called Ballon d'Or. It's a big tune. Mark, I think you know what I'm talking about. It's, choo, a, it's choo. A, Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's for the culture. So uh, I, I'm definitely messing with that right now. All right. All right. That's fair. Cool. Well, we appreciate you appreciate you jumping on, Chris. Obviously, you know, we know you got a lot of travel coming up. We know you got a lot going on. So we appreciate you finding the time to help us wrap up our season one. It only made sense that our first ever guest came back on to close the season out. So we're gonna give you we're gonna give you the stage, man. You got 30 seconds or a minute or whatever you want to say, whatever you want to these fans, because they we we built it built it on 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 the back of your hard work. Uh, you know, I don't really have anything to shout out or anything like that. So no, I thank y'all for having me. I mean, I guess I like I like this interview platform. How it just feels like we're just three guys having a conversation, uh, rather than it feeling like you know it's a stage thing or something like that. So it's really comfortable and really easy to come on here. So. Uh, I guess the only person I shout out was probably Pepe. Uh, he knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, thanks, thank y'all for having me. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm always ready to come on here. So whenever y'all want me back, just let me know. All right, he's got to oh, open shoot. up season two. He's got to open up. All right, we got to. Yeah, Hey, bro, appreciate you, baby. Always. Hope you have a merry Christmas, of course, and a happy New Year. Yes, sir. You as well, bro. Safe travels. Yes, sir. Man, Mark, what a guy Chris is, huh? Like, I, I, I feel like 
this is one of those things where we could have done we could have done this for hours, but like now, it, it, but but we talked about this before, Mark. We talked about like, oh, it's we got to keep people wanting more, but then it's on us to go and make sure he comes back regularly, right? And that's the, that's the key, you know. You you got to you got to put the the bait in, you know, just enough mm -hmm. where it's enticing. Like, ah, okay, you know, we we give him just just enough. And then you cut it off. And then as mm -hmm. soon as that happens, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, what happened? Why why did you end it that why did you end it that way? You know, you, mm -hmm. we wanted to, we wanted to hear more about. And you see, and that's and that's how you keep this thing going. Mm -hmm. I like that. I will say though that he chucked us that compliment at the end there, talking about how it just feels like three guys having a conversation, you know? For all those, for all the And imagine guests, that. Listen to that, you know, hear that and remember it. Let that seep mm -hmm. in the safe space for him just to be himself he can come on he's not even now he feels like he's not even a guest he's just a guy he's one of the hosts he's one of the hosts of the show just coming to hang out for a little bit which is exactly what we try to do and try to build i know we're joking about that now but when you can have a player come on knowing the difference between some sort of interview just to get him because he's chris richards versus somebody who we want to just come on and have a good time and have a laugh that's that means that means we're doing it right Exactly, you know, and that's the way we, that's what we want it to be. We don't want it to be anything crazy, you know. And for season two, for all you season two potential guests, make sure you guys just hop on here, man, and just be yourselves. Don't be scared. We don't bite, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're just dudes being dudes. We just want to, you know, have a little banter, you know what I'm saying? Have a little conversation. Yeah. What was it like playing football growing up? How was Heath old? You know, how is the new <laughs> gen? You know, why do we need to use calendars? You know, just little things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take. I'll let you take that shot. We're late in the year. It's the holiday season. You know what I mean. I'm giving. I'm giving <laughs> gifts, and that could be your gift for the year. It's just free shots on me to close this thing out. Any New Year's resolutions for you for 2022? Ah, New Year's resolutions, man. It's uh, I think no more like silver hairs because I had a couple pop in, in the Ooh. last few months. Yeah, I had one in my beard and one in my hair. So, and I got my hair cornrow right now because I don't need nothing falling out. You know, keep it all in one place. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, other than that, man, just uh, yeah, good health. I think it's it's simple. It's 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 nothing crazy. But you know, after a year like this, you know, or after the last couple of years, I should say, you know, good health and uh, yeah, for for not only yourself but your family and loved ones, people around you. I think it's something that that you can't be thankful uh, enough for. You know, that's uh, something right. small, but with something so big at the same time. So, yeah, continued health, man, and, and prosperity. So, for you, anything? Man, not really. I'd say probably the same thing. You know, I feel like we're stuck in this vortex of the world right now, and it's just that good health. It's just about good health for me, good health for my family, good health for my friends, good health for everybody. You know, there's enough heavy stuff we got to deal with in real life that, uh, you know, control we can control and and uh, let go of the things we can't control. So that's my... That's, that's the way I'm trying to live in 2022. I've tried it in 2021 to varying degrees of success and failures, but hopefully 2022, you get better at things, right? Like just learn. All about learning. Keep on going. All about learning, man. Yeah. But as a, as a reminder to everybody that everyone's going to get a decent amount of time to learn before they come back to us. We're going to take a break to enjoy the holidays with our families. Let Mark focus on his training camp with his club. We'll be back in February with a more regular schedule. Again, we're gonna to try to get some guests lined up so we can have some stuff in the bank for everybody to make sure we roll these out consistently and make sure that, you know, Matt, myself and Chris don't have to hear about news, breaking news that isn't even breaking anymore from you on these shows when you get a new manager. We gotta find it out the hard way, you know? It's not a good feeling, but it's something we're just gonna to have to deal with. Listen, man, look, social media, 
Yeah, I, I found out through social media. You know what I'm saying? I was I was gaming or something like that. I wasn't really paying attention. And then my my girl sent me a message about, oh, you have a new coach. And my mom called me, oh, you have a new coach. And I was like, oh, snap. That's crazy. Coach, yeah. It was so just popped up on me, man. You know, I just, look, it's, it's the way it goes sometimes, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking the time this year. Obviously, it's a lot. It's a lot that you've given to the podcast, knowing that you made a move abroad, things changed for you throughout this process, getting settled in, going through what you've gone through. I got to say that I would expect most guys to shut down the podcast along the way because you're not playing at times, your team's not winning at times, you're far from home, that sun's going down real early in the day for you now. Um, but you've kept this thing going and it's made this community what it is. So I appreciate the time that you put in, Mark, obviously knowing, thinking about what it would have been like at times for me going through what you've gone through this year. And hopefully we can build this bigger and better for 2022 and, and continue to grow this audience into the future as we head towards 2020, 2026, not 2020, 26. There's only, but well, it's only 2026. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Slow down there, man. It's all right. Yeah. But no, well, hey, I'm, you know. Hey. Thank, thank you to you as well. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Thank you, thank you to you as well. I think that's mm -hmm. how you say it. Because, hey, man, you know, even even with the seven thousand things you got going on, you know, on the Air Monarchs you're trying to buy, and three <laughs> kids, and having a family, <laughs> and the constant travel, uh, you know, you still make it happen, man. You know, so so big big shout out to you, you know, for the diligence and the hard work. Um, yeah, man, and, and for helping me, you know, the young gun, you know, and showing me the ropes uh, along the way, especially in this past year, man. So give yourself a round of applause because because uh, you deserve it. Um, oh, thank yeah, you man. very much. Thank you. And, and just so everybody knows, you know, we are so close. We got a lot of brands, a lot of potential sponsors. We could turn this thing very soon into a video podcast to make it more visible to, to more eyeballs, not just in audio formats, but we appreciate all of you every single time you listen, every time you rate, every time you review, every time you have a conversation with us on social media, we appreciate that. And uh, you should enjoy this uh, ad-free experience while you can, uh, because it's been a fun run for a while. But we're gonna bring it back to you guys in early 2022. Thank you so much to Matt Flores, Chris Bonello, and the rest of our team. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to everybody that listens. You make this so much fun for us. Happy holidays, and we will see you in the new year. Peace.